Hi, hello, you're listening to Mintook, the It's Spoken podcast brought to you by Barama and John. Three minus one friends discussing all things faith, friendship, 5G, all the other F words. <laughs> we're missing Sauda today. Last week we missed Halima, this week we're missing Sauda. Sauda has lost her voice, so if she actually joins, it will just be wind and ASMR. Um, so <laughs> there's really nothing she can do. <laughs> Um, and Helima, do you want to tell us about your week? Where were you? What happened? Yeah, so I went MIA for the week for exam revision and exam preparation. And from over, I have passed the exam that I was prepping for. I'm Yay, And if I could, I'd burn the book. But apparently my cancel my cancel doesn't allow things to be burned in the garden. So. Oh, your account? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. It took me a while to process counsel. I thought you were talking about like the book people, like the authors or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> the exams counsel, like the, the counsel, C O U N S E L. And that's how you know I've been. Oh. <laughs> given fantasy. It's giving the amount of times I've seen that word this week. <laughs> Legal counsel, external oh. counsel. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> given, given real, given adult. Oh. But yeah, tell us about your plans. So, like, or tell us the public plans, anyway. <laughs> tell us the public plans. Like, what? Why were you? Why did you go and do this exam? What are you trying to do? Where are you trying to go? All right. So the exam, like, I'm, I'm not, um, not trying to hide it or nothing. I'm very proud of it. So it was the Prince to Project Management. Um, foundation exam Alhamdulillah so yeah it's um, a very long time coming because I had bought the course probably like a year or so ago mm. and then I was just like procrastinating and revising and when I did revise it was it's like at this point I was last week it's you know revising with a full time job a very full time very demanding full time job that can like be a bit overwhelming and so I really like take my hat off to people that have done it before me who study and they work full time. It's not easy, regardless of what you're studying, it's not an easy thing to juggle. Um, and it's just, it takes a lot out of you. And alhamdulillah, I just had to keep reminding myself like, I have the privilege that I'm not, you know, I'm not a mum or anything where I'm now like juggling um, all these familial duties. Like, if I said, I'm going to library, that's it look myself away in my room that's it there's no oh there's a dependent there's nothing in your head nothing mm. on my head no one dependent on me and it was just again a reminder that this time that i'm in is such, is such such a precious time you don't get back and so it's kind of like you need to look back on that time and be like what what did you do with that like what did i do with that like when i'm talking to myself and it's like was it used beneficially um mm. and in, in what capacity because it's not just you know professionally but under like i feel like it's um, yeah, so doing that course was for career advancement, career development, salary increase, all all of the associated benefits of gaining uh, a qualification for work. And it's just so highly revered. It is pretty much a global um, qualification that like I can take it anywhere in the world. Um, so it's very transferable. And it's kind of like the benefits was I just it essentially like work-wise and professional-wise it's endless you know like mm-hmm. it it's never not in your favor it's like it's always work in your favor to have this qualification 
um, you'll, you'll be held in like a high esteem professionally, um, both with having to study for it and then passing it. Like I think a lot of employers respect, they have a lot of respect for um, applicants that are studying for things because it shows commitment and it shows dedication as well. And, you know, um, that drive, like no one's making you do it, like you've taken it upon yourself. And they definitely look upon that um, in a good light. Um, and again, like I had to carry all of the benefits of this particular qualification. Like, just had to carry it on top of my head because the content oh. for me it is so boring. It is so repetitive, very dry. You can't make it fun unless you're somebody that is like dedicated to like creative revision cards or something. I think the furthest I got was like colorful highlighted sections. Um, <laughs> it was just. It's, it's really like, yeah, it's very dry content. Um, but once you get, and for me, it took a while. Once you get, it's kind of like, it, it's very logical. So it's not, it takes yeah. time if you're not used to the content. Um, it's not hard to understand, but there's so much of it. And mm. I get repetitive. Oh. It's just. It's, what is that word? Oh, it's not finicky. It's, it's not pedantic. What is that word? Like. I can't remember, but like it's this thing they do where it's like the words, it, it's common sense in a way, but then they will attach definitions to things and then it will be like minor details between this version and that version, but they're essentially the same or similar. But then if you don't get the exact definition right, you fail or you're wrong mm-hmm. but then and then sometimes it's like they've interchanged how you would use the word in common sense yeah so now you're yeah. having to rewire your brain to understand it in this like yeah. i got so bored i couldn't do it i just thought to myself this is so annoying <laughs> i can't remember exactly what it was that they did but they took oh i just kept saying this this is basically this but you want me to call it this yeah and then they did like they break things down as well into like the most minute of details so something that's very similar as as simple as um let's say you're organizing a party right Mm -hmm. and in your steps to organize a party it is maybe three things you need to do plan um you know vision and maybe the actual organization then it's a seven step framework or something like that and then the first step is something so irrelevant but they've made it a step when really and truly you just like when i say plan it means listing and comparing but they'll be Mm -hmm. like no step one is listing step two is comparison step three is review then step four is the actual plan and then you're like but babe that's all planning (laughs) i had to throw it away because i just thought i'm not doing this with you like you're (laughs) pissing me off it was wild I really commend you because I just yeah. it's absolute patience like real suburb because I just couldn't I thought to myself you're not good and then they'll test you and they'll have the seven step framework and the five step outline and the seven step framework is part of the five step outline yeah. but then they will now use the words interchange so then they'll have yeah. like planning in the, planning in the five step outline means something else the planning in the seven step framework mm-hmm. and what they're mm-hmm. like Mm-hmm. Go so then, oh, I just I just remember being so mad because yeah. I did mine on I started mine on Coursera. I just thought mm-hmm. you're pissing me off. Yeah, yeah. Your it real was, life pissing me off. Yeah, there was literally I was like I went to the library quite a few times 
I'm the to like get away and be in a space where everyone else is it's you know, quiet. studying mm. and quiet. Um, but there was times I'd be like staring at the screen. I was like, I really hate this. This is mm-hmm. really boring. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this, and I, I, I really felt the pangs of adulthood. Very dramatic way to put it, but it just really do is. it and get it done, even though it sucks and it's so boring. The Benefits, miserableness of it. The misery of it. Do you know how many times the sun was shining like in my face because I'm yeah. sat in the library trying to comprehend something that is just, yeah, it's, it's just a lot of, um, I, I feel like I know the, what, the phrase that you're looking for as well. Finicky is a good like starting point for it yeah, because it's, it's so wordy, unnecessary. Yeah. Very over-talk, like it just over-talks certain points and it's so... It's not complicated, but they complicate not... it. And then yeah. they really mark you on how well you've grasped the complications. Yes. And it's just like, but yes. this is completely unnecessary. Absolutely. And Absolutely. when you have things to do, like, I don't know, like for me, like obviously I'm a big, I'm not even a big detail person because I just, I think in general, my whole system is about how unnecessary detail is, but I recognise mm-hmm. the value yeah. of being like, you know, having good attention to detail. But then sometimes I'm just like, a lot of it just seems like tradition and just upholding yeah. Yeah. things that we could just get rid of. Like, yeah. I, oh, you make I, a very good point, a very, very good point. Um, and for those that aren't familiar with prints too, the layout of it essentially, is that there are seven processes um, and there's seven themes. Wow, I even remembered something. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then you have um, principles, which is by far the easiest of it because it's like a handful of principles and it's very, like, you just apply it to projects. So it's like, for example, a principle would be learn from experience or um, another one would be focus on product. Whereas, uh, where what my struggle, my challenge was the processes. It was like tripping me up, quite literally tripping me up with regards to the comprehension of it. Because again, the words are simple. I can read fine, but mm. it's, have I understood it how it needs to be understood? Because there was, again, the seven steps, but it just seemed so interchangeable and very similar sounding. And as Nimat said, there's a lot of similar words that are used. And so you're just there like, am I dumb? Like, did I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the... oh, it was a wild ride. It was a wild ride, kind of. I couldn't do it. And no matter how they try to make it sound, and, and for me, like, I remember, um, I think you were even there when I asked Chris, and Chris is a project manager, and I went, do you really need the certificate? And he went, they just look at you better, but you can, like, fight your way into a project management role without the certificate but you're gonna find it difficult in the Mm -hmm. job because they're gonna prioritize the people that have the certificate Mm -hmm. and um, i'm loosely paraphrased so chris might turn around and be like no that's not what i said but that's how i understood it i understood it as you're better with the certificate because in the role and though you can learn in the role how to be a project manager they want people that have the certificate because not even because they just want Mm -hmm. them and then also they'll prioritize them they'll pay them better they'll treat them better they'll offer them more roles more opportunities so other people might not be willing some people just say like you have to have passed the project manager certificate or else like you can't even apply yeah so they make the barriers and i just felt like they do that because they're bitter because they're (laughs) the course is so unnecessarily difficult it's like well if i did it 
yeah. you have, and it's not even difficult. Difficult is the wrong word. Long-winded, but they're like, yeah. if I did it, you have to do it too. Basically, you can fully do project-based learning. You and that's what was pissing me off. I can learn all of this live, and I've learned all of this live. Like you've learned it in life. Yeah, nothing is new. I just yeah, Yeah. you just didn't assign principles and names to all of it. But this is what you do, and now they're like doing it exactly life in in the workplace. And you would think they ideally how they bang on about one bearing experience over qualifications. You would think with something like project management, if you have manage projects in a project environment like in the process of it you would think that would count for something but they are so rigid like they're very rigid and very I feel like experience should I feel like if you've been doing projects or something for a while you should be able to like hold some weight but obviously that's not the way it is which is why I pivoted to products because Mm. I just thought I'm not doing project and project and products they're gonna shoot me for this, but it's the same thing. <laughs> they definitely have overlap. I'm it's not the even same thing. If I could, I can probably go from a product role to a project role in my next role if I wanted mm-hmm. to, because they're gonna be like, "Oh, you've done it." Like yeah. it's this. So I just thought I'm gonna stick in product because I really prefer product. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing, but like I feel like product is more. Should I say specialized? Whereas project is like you can manage. Like a project can be anything yeah. and a product is quite specific around what a product is. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. It's like project management is event planning. Like if I decided to do birthdays, yeah, that's yeah. an exp- or experience planning. And they did ask me about that actually, experiential project, exper- project management experience that have I ever done off um, events and create experiences for people. And I was like, yeah, you know, during COVID, but then COVID happened. <laughs> and before it, of course, like but it's like not recently because of covid but yeah so next steps what are you um getting up to so i've already started looking at roles with a higher salary point um i think that's the like, first thing for me because i am at a place now where i'm just like i've gained this qualification and now when well strike while i'm hot i want to start to inshallah transition into a high paying um you know, I don't think you can ever get away from a demanding job role, but at least one that is better suited to for you. For me, yeah. But mm-hmm. better suited for me. And like the funniest thing in the world, like Nigerian parents, right? This is like tangent. Nigerian parents are always gonna be Nigerian parents. So my mum seeing me study for it and obviously I've been saying the name of this thing, I'm like, Oh, there's two levels to it. There's Prince to Foundation and then the next level is Prince to Practitioner, which is even harder. And so I literally I did the exam at home because um, there's the option to do it at home. Um, and so I passed, went downstairs to my family and said, I passed, they're all happy for me. Well done, we're so happy for you. My mum's like, yeah, you can know, you can do the next one, isn't it? I was just like, wow. When will I rest? When will I rest? And it, it was just a reflex. It was like, oh, there's another one? Yeah, just, just do the other one. Like she... And but for those that are listening, I'm not shy to say it. It took me three attempts to pass this exam. It took me three attempts. It took me a lot of money because it's not a cheap course. That's the other thing. That's definitely why it's got such prestige as well. Because yeah. Yeah. they're not yeah. going to let that go. Yeah, listen. When I failed the second time, right, I was so angry. Called up my sister. I'm like, I was two marks off. And I was like, 
and this is just quick again right now because if I give myself it's a month, in my I mind, fresh mm. my mind, and if I give myself more time, I will never do it and I will never touch it again. And I, no one will mm, ever pull me out for it. That was the right now. thing to do, yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, all right, cool. And then you know, hit the bullet. It was three hundred ninety-five pounds for this. Just. Yeah, just to take the exam. Hello. Yeah, when you said I'm doing it again on Sunday, yeah. I was just like, did I imagine it or wasn't it 250? <laughs> like, because I thought to myself, <laughs> I was there like, what? <laughs> I swear this thing told me it was 250 when I was looking at it. Yeah. And that was, we all know when that was. That was when I was still not 100% sure what I was, which direction I was going. So I think that was like December, January. Mm. So when you said I'm doing it again Sunday, I was like, what? It's like that. Like, you just... <laughs> I was supposed to have come. <laughs> yeah. I generally thought they were doing buy one, get one free or something. Listen, so the thing is, right, when you buy the course, um, the exam certifiers are called People Cert. You have an option to pay £83 for a retake. And I paid that £83 for the retake. I didn't pass the retake, and I had to pay for the thing all over again. Oh. So I was like... So they know. If I'm there already charging yeah. you for a retake, they know. They know. And, you know, I kept, like, I think for every reason I was Google enough, I'm like, 97% success rate. I'm like, how? Who? <laughs> because what? What? it's counting all the successes. <laughs> They're not counting how many times it's what? They're not counting. They ain't counting the people like me that are out here. Like, if you, I was, like, burnt. Like, I was burning with that. Like, I failed it. And the following day, when I should have been going to the perfume store, to buy my celebratory um, perfume for passing. I was in the library again. I said, it's me and you. It's me and this specific area that I keep just not mastered. And my eyes were burning at one point. I was just like, it's happening. I hate it here, but it's happening and it's going to happen. And I was like, this is a test on top of a test, boy, because it's a test in the um, general sense of you're being tested on this skill, mm-hmm. this specific area, blah, blah, blah. But it's a test spiritually because it's so easy to be like i failed so i'm a failure and really it's failure is an event this is something it's like a moment happens. it's a mm. moment go back again because now it's like and i think this is something that for me personally i have to keep reminding myself like just because you felt the first time or even the second time does not mean you will not get it ever and sometimes no not even sometimes in life one does not just get something the first time round. you don't you just have to keep going like you, you will learn from the resilience perseverance and you know i can look back on it and i can really just appreciate yeah Yeah. now that you've passed you're satisfied you're like i made the right decision blah 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 and like that's that is what happens like you you can accept it it's when you Mm -hmm. sit in it and you don't take action and then you're like what if and all of these things that you just self-sabotage when you take action and you do your best and whichever outcome you're like well i've done my best i've done what it is Mm -hmm. It is what it is, like. That's exactly, and you have to be strategic. Like you two, you knew, like you were a couple marks off, so it was wise to book it. If you were a whole module off, you sit back home and like you have to assign some logic to it as well. Like if you come back home and you're just a module out, you're like, well, that was an expensive (laughs) review. You know, like now I know. Right. Like, okay, I have more vision as in. But no, alhamdulillah, it's good. So we're we're out. We're ready to jump ship. Ready. Ready to go. And it's kind of like 
experiencing something like this then makes you just kind of look at your own work circumstances and go, okay, I deserve more. And mm. I think it's taken me a long time to get to that point as well. I was of the mindset where it's like, oh, I'm just grateful to have this job, you know, and like grateful to have the salary. And it's like, you don't really get that far being just grateful for what you ah, Grateful really ended an energy price ago. Oof. <laughs> like, that's that way to put it. And that's uh, really, this is really it. We're living in a sitting there now. grateful. And then mm. cost of living is like, well, that's nice, but... <laughs> Appreciate your gratitude. So here's your um, brand new... Is gratitude going to get me this money, though? Listen, 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 listen. I was just like... And I feel like, again, like, it's just helping with developing my work ethic, definitely. And also mm. just... I don't know if persona is the right word, but, yeah, who it's I am at work is not... Yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's really just, okay, understanding, like, the career path that I'm currently in. This is what I want to do. And it just... I think it's a good one for you, by the way. Oh, really? I think, yeah, I think it suits you. I think it, like, it's it's got your trait. Like, you have this inner, I want to say persona. I'm not sure if it's the right word that you bring out when things need to get done. And mm. I, I don't know where or why or how it's come about because you're literally the middle child. Like, normally, <laughs> middle children are just cruising. <laughs> but then maybe because, like, you became de facto oldest when your sister left. I don't know. Mm. But I feel like when, like, things need to get done, you bring out this energy that's like, okay, cool, things need to get done. And I feel like when you started doing project management stuff, like, it really started to shine that area of you mm. that was like, let me take charge, let me take control. Mm. And I think it's also in line with, like, your development, like, track, like, how you want to progress in terms of yourself as a personality, mm. someone who takes control, someone who takes charge, which I think is what, like, really attracted you to project mm. management in the first place. Because if you're there in your career that it naturally seeps into, like, your day-to-day. So I do feel like sometimes the careers we choose are kind of reflective of our personalities and, like, the things that we're trying to either... I guess we're either passive about or we're actively trying to change. Like, some people, they'll pick a job and you're like, you know, I just sit at home and I... Yeah. push things in and I, it's just data entry right and yeah. you'd be like mm, makes sense you don't really like to do anything like and then there's people that are like trying to change charge trying to change their life and they're switching careers all the time like I think I don't know I'm just projecting I could be wrong yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate hearing that though because it's um it really is kind of like I I say things like I, I kind of I have my thoughts I have my perception but I always appreciate hearing perception of others as well like it just yeah no there's a switch that definitely turns on when you take charge and i Mm -hmm. think that's good i feel like there's that element that allows you to pour that and it's a it's a thing of control as well i do feel Mm -hmm. like some of these roles give you is it de facto or suedo i'm not even sure but they give you like this sense of control by just being in the role like obviously you're not the ceo or anything like that but you're making important decisions you're tidying things up you're you know putting things in order and i feel like just having that having an element of control in some aspects of your life is good for people like just that autonomy and stuff like i think that's good that's just what I don't know if you listened to our like podcast episode because you was deep in revision, but that's literally what's been on my mind since that EP dropped. 
<laughs> on the um on the group chat because it's just like you just have to be active about your life you can't be passive about life yeah yeah and you know like slight tangent but um i think i mentioned that i was back on the um these not dating app but the matrimonial app mm. and when brothers are passive immediately it's like i'm just like okay i i can gracefully bow out like this is not for me you know and it's i can i can it's, it's definitely a sign of growth because i think a few years back it would have been like oh you know we're all just happy we're just muslims we're just trying oh we're all striving we're all striving i'm like and now i'm like yeah and and what else what, what else is happening Muslims love a strive like it's an all-encompassing word like you know where are you really are you really what growth have you grown what development have you developed you're just striving you know how it's striving in this dunya like I get the dunya is hard because I'm living and breathing it but I feel like we use it as an umbrella term sometimes like absolutely Absolutely. and it just becomes easy to just you know it, like, it becomes like a placeholder term. Many, many. Yeah, people. this dunya is also hard. It's a mm. test, mm. and the test really was making it. Ugh, let me know you because that is a test. Making it to the central line is a test, but sometimes the test is really just waking up. Like I woke up for fajr. Like I get it. I don't want to undermine it because I get yeah. it. Sometimes praying your five daily prayers is a lot. By the end of the day, like mm-hmm. it's not easy. And then sometimes. I feel like we just de facto test it because we're always like opposite to the the, the majority of the world. So yeah. just that moving against the grain thing is like mm. for us striving. And some and mm. I feel like sometimes we gotta do more. We absolutely have to do more. You know, like can't just be sitting there in that one particular aspect. Like we as Muslims, you know, I always think about our history. We were so multifaceted and so like innovative and leading in so many different areas like across the world like all you gotta do is like go to a museum to look at like ancient india or like mm. ancient africa and it was like wow they had it locked they had everything on lock in every single area they had the arts they had the history they had the sports you know there, there was no like obesity epidemic like every not only were they in shape they were in great shape they were like leading armies they were extremely sport sporty and like fitness um related like it was just excellence was just the way of living and now it's kind of like you know we're a like yeah we're in the western society but like and we're striving as muslims but we're still part of the society we're still consumers we're still like Mm. i have the opposite view of that Mm. i feel like i feel like we listen to history and you know, the fact that history can be wrapped up into a book or into a little blurb on a museum is telling because it's like, if you were going to tell my life story, you're going to pick the best parts. And by the time you're done, I'm going to sound like I did a lot. Mm. You're not going to talk about the Monday. Oh, she struggled to wake up on Monday. Oh, did it? Mm. Like a lot of things are cut out. And I feel like when it's condensed like that, and then on top of that, only a few, sh- like, because something about how, I saw Quirtin, it was just like, about 7 billion people are currently alive but 18 billion people have lived on this planet and when we think about the stories that we're told 
we're told about a handful. Like even of the Sahab, I think mm. off pop, I could only think about 20 to 25. I don't even think I can count to 20 to 25 Sahaba, right? Mm. But in the Prophet's times, there was definitely, there were definitely thousands of people alive. Mm. There were definitely like, when they traveled to Abyssinia and they converted people, there was definitely thousands of people there. There's only a few handful that we're told. So I feel like the mundane has always mundane. Mm. And then you have the few people that excel and they do strive. And like, as Muslims, I think that's what we are supposed to be striving for, to be those characters that excel and they stand out. And and we and that's why we do have like a lot of, a, a very um, colorful history. I think that we do have a lot. A lot can be ascribed to us because when that is one of the encouragements of the deen i think yeah. you naturally will have more people like it's a culture that's bred amongst muslims like we strive we strive for excellence in particular like we do we go hard right yeah. Yeah. so i do think we are we will have and i think in our time as well we do have people that are just amazing and they are standing out and it's just yeah. kind of like will that be me will that be you like that's mm. that's my thing like when i'm done will i be someone because and you know what's mad actually actually i was on the timeline today and they were talking about prince First of all, I even forgot Prince died. <laughs> I, I always remember every now and then that people have died. Yeah. So we're talking about Prince, and they were lambasting his legacy, talking about how he was a homophobe and a groomer and all of these things. Oh. Honestly, and I was just like, wow. Didn't even take people 10 minutes to rubbish your history. Like, this is how history, whether it's being written or rewritten, I don't even know. But yeah. this is how the story changes. So now we're going to... Um, Especially in the state, in this internet age, when Prince was alive or a few years ago, he would have been hailed, you know, an icon, yeah. a hero. And now yeah. in literally under an hour, they've rubbished his name to the point that, you know, in the history books, he may not go down as an icon that had that much of an impact. He might actually just go down as, uh, you know, someone who was a groomer, which people let off because it's like, you know, how... Michael Jackson has that big thing against his character as well. Yeah. A lot of the times when the story is written, they're going to write what they want to write. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to yeah. come for you. So yeah, you can only strive for excellence for yourself. I don't know how I ended up here. I can't remember what we were initially saying. <laughs> but, uh, it was a good tangent, anyway, but it's true. It's yeah. Like, like, striving for the sake of Allah, it doesn't make more right. sense than when you are dealing with social media, dealing with people, just people and their nature to just rubbish you just because. Even because. Like, talk less of there being a reason. But even when there's not a reason, like, just to rubbish your name. You can't have peace of mind. Exactly. Mm. What is peace of mind when people, when other people are having peace of mind? (laughs) People by nature. And the barrel. Oh, it's so mad. I was seeing, like, I think last week I was all like, I'm not going to talk about my job and what I'm doing because I just feel like people are enemies and stuff like that. Like it was that whole people are allowed to have peace of mind. And then this week I was just like, I don't actually care. I'm just going to tell people what I'm doing because you actually can't find the company. I refuse to tag the company currently anyways. But it's really just because of that. You see the, um, the therapist. I, when I tell you, I watched that, like I was trying to step for Fadger and I was like, I was on YouTube. And then I, I watched it and I was like, oh my goodness. Wow. What did you think? Are we talking about the same therapist, first of all? Yeah. So just to clarify, is it the story of, not sorry, but the therapist on TikTok who was um, telling 
um, a black female therapist, for those are listening, who was telling yeah. her business, essentially, as a therapist, um, about how black men need therapy. And she, but when she referred to black women, she kept using the B word, which yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. like. And it was very jarring because it was like, black men, black men, black men, B, 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 B. And she was just trying to speak in a manner that was very clear. It's not her natural way of speaking. I'm trying to tell you guys that you need therapy. Black men need therapy. Da, 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 da. All that, all of that noise that she was making on TikTok as a licensed, qualified therapist. And then the follow-up video now is her saying um, that black men are pulled into her job and they're asking for her black to be women. fired. And black women. Both the black community gathered to send this lady out of her workplace. And, unfortunately, it worked. She was fired from her job. And she now came back again on TikTok, crying again about how she was yeah, trying to do this with black she, men. She started speaking too much. I was it like, was since you had again. me, and I was on your side mm. when they said when when you were like you shouldn't have fired me. I was there. Yeah. But now you're talking too much, and it's just giving. Yeah. But literally, that is what they do. Yeah. Yeah. They, they say I don't like what you're saying. Get out of here. That's it. Even if it's true, you know, because especially when it's true, it hits a nerve. And when it hits, when people get their nerves hit, they attack. That's it. Like, there's no well, more. They don't makes like sense how you said it. Like, yeah. They don't like the delivery of it, even though you yeah. tried to, you literally tried to pander. And it just flopped massively. And they really got you fired from your job. And for me, it was wild because I was just like, hold on, you're a whole licensed ther- therapist. And the whole point of therapy and having patients is that if you break that confidentiality, you get fired. And she did that because she made reference to the fact that she has black male patients. That there shouldn't be any any um, mention of your patients whatsoever. What they what they look like, their features, like how they identify, absolutely nothing. And she broke that confidentiality. So I just thought to myself, before it was even the black community basically calling in to get her fired, that itself would have got her fired because people would have been like, hold on, you're breaking confidentiality. We shouldn't know who your patients are. But then, like, don't people say, oh, I'm a black therapist for the black community, all right? My clientele's mm-hmm. black. Like, can't you say that? Like, You absolutely can, right? But then she went a step further and was like, my black male um, patients that come in that have these issues that they're dealing with. Like, she was mentioning the issues of the black community, mm. the issues that black men go through. And then she was like, and this is what my black male patients go through. I'm like, you shouldn't have told us this. This is not our business. The you thing should, for me is it's like people yeah. do that all the time, though, which is why it's so mm. weird. Like there's that um, therapist whose podcast you listen to and she'll be like um, a client of mine. Or even if you're mm. reading those psychology todays, they'll be like yeah. in a recent session with a client. Da, 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 da. Mm. Like, and people refer that, to give legitimacy to what they're saying all the time. So I thought that's what she was doing. Obviously, I saw yeah. the thing you that you were saying about people saying that it's wrong, don't say this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I generally was like, okay. Mm. That's, she's she's trying to add legitimacy to say she works with black people, so she's live and direct yeah. knows. But then, like I said, for me, it was just that they didn't like the delivery. And it was weird, like you yeah. said, she was calling women the B word, but she was calling men this. So if anything, women should have taken a problem with the delivery. Yeah. But black yeah. men said, no, get out of here. Yeah. And it's like, you cannot have anybody at your forefront trying to like please them to your own detriment. It is just a recipe for disaster. It has never been anyone's benefit to just sacrifice yourself 
presupposes greater good. And that greater good, oh. it said we don't even want we don't even want it. We don't even want it. They literally threw it back in our face. That's what's absolutely mad. That's what's absolutely mad. Like I, I don't know what she thought was going to happen. Like, I don't know. Were they going to, was she going to get more clients? Were they going to reach out to her? Did she think she was going to save them? I don't know. I was just like, sis, what did you want to happen when you got yeah. really loud on mm. TikTok? When you know these men are trash. Mm. He got so loud. Ugh. So loud. There was tears. And then someone pointed out, as she is a therapist, she also needs therapy because, of course, you're dealing with heavy topics of your yeah. and your clients. And I feel like it became very clear and apparent that, that this is spilled over into her own kind of... I have a you know. theory. I, I mm. theorise that it's people with trauma that go on to be therapists because they seek oh, to understand yeah. themselves. So now you Absolutely. go here with all your trauma and your baggage, you're trying to be a therapist, and now the rest of us have to sit here and let you therapize us <laughs> like, basically basically and then she'd even again on video was like oh black men have been the cause of a lot of pain for me and i'm like we're really touching very sensitive private mm-hmm. areas on tiktok it's the accessibility i'm telling yeah. you yeah i'm telling like, you i don't know if you again i don't know if you saw the video but at one point she like smacked her bum or if i'm like you're a licensed therapist you're a professional why are you doing this this is not even like a private thing that she posted where it's like a locked account this was like public viewing i'm like sis, sis. she thought she was doing something do you know what it is yeah. sometimes some people have delivered very similar content and has received praise and stuff yeah. like that right so i feel yeah. like it's the luck of the draw for some people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just got the wrong, she got the wrong end of the stick. Because some people, ha- and I th- I do think the main difference is that when people talk, they talk from I. So they talk about, I had this happen to me and I'm done with this, this, this. And you can't fault them on their experience. But yeah. she was coming from such a general view and then going, you, you, you. And the moment you start doing you, you, you down anybody's neck, people are going to start to be like, Especially Twitter that love to do contrarian Well mm-hmm. You can't talk about me Or you can't I'd, like, If it don't apply leave But no We already know social media Whether it applies or not They'll put their mouth They'll have something to say And then you're just there like Dave I wasn't oh. <laughs> Didn't apply. Let it fly Please let it go, let it go. Please let it go But yeah no Alhamdulillah That's that's been that my week has also been good i guess i would say that today was the first day i felt like i was doing not even i felt like i was doing all work today was the first day i felt like i was displaying my skill set oh no because prior to this i've just been learning and not even learning but just more so like unsure of um not not even unsure of myself, but I guess unsure of my role. Because mm. there's like there's a limited amount you can do or input when you're new. Yeah. Absolutely. And so you're not sure if you're tripping people up. You're not sure if you're just being doing you're you're being given baby work. Like yeah. Yeah. this place doesn't have like an onboarding guide where it's like do this, then do this, then learn this, then like and then do yeah. an exam and now you've passed. Yeah. There's yeah. no exam. <laughs> So I don't know when I will know if I've mm. passed or if I'm doing or if I'm on track. I don't know anything. 
Um, but today I was told, like, it was like a last minute mission. When I came back home, he was just like, as soon as we're done with this call, I'm going to jump on, like, to Slack and give you this mission because he didn't even give me context why I'm doing this mission, what this mission is for. Literally just, like, sent me the link, said, log in. I logged in and said, you're going to help me do these slides. I'm going to put some information in these slides. I was thinking, cool, this must mean you think I have enough information to be able to type this must mean you think I have decent skill set enough to be able to contribute because you told me there's this last minute thing you need to do. And I just, mm. again, it's assumption, but I was just like, yeah. you're pulling me onto this last minute thing that you need to do. It means you trust me enough not to F it up for you to have to do double. 100%. So like I said, it was the first time I genuinely felt like, cool, I guess I'm doing Because there's been times when like I've done stuff mm. and I've kind of realised in hindsight, like, I don't know, like I feel like I'm contributing, but then I also feel like it's placeholder stuff. Mm, Um, and it's stuff for like you're learning but it's not really beneficial to the organisation yeah and like it's necessary for your learning so I'm I'm glad they're bringing me in onto stuff Um, but then there's like no not necessarily no feedback but it's just like we move on because it's not important so it's like but for me it was a task yeah so Mm. it's just kind of like we're not going to talk about this more I'm not going to hear back Mm. about this and it's like no on to the next thing so it's like cool so there's been those kind of moments where like all last week anyways I thought I was doing great and ended like this Monday it was like nah babe you're not getting it and I was just like what are you talking about um so I'm obviously I spoke about this a little bit last week I'm obviously in a new field and a new role and then the new role is going fine because I have a basic understanding of the role and expectations. So I'm able to gauge how well I'm, I think I'm doing in the role. And I know I haven't been given any major responsibilities in the role, but a lot of it is relationship building. And I'm like consciously making an effort to build relationships with the people adjacent to me that I'm going to be working with. Like I'm doing all my checkbox in my head, whether they yeah. they didn't tell me to, but I did my research. So I knew, oh, I know what to do. Yeah. But in the new industry, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know what the hell it means. <laughs> I'm just there like yeah babe I don't know what this like mm-hmm. I feel like I know and it makes sense and then I do it and they're like no you're still not getting it and I'm like but I, I, I genuinely don't know at this point uh-huh. like they keep saying like I use an example on TikTok where I'm like I'm outside of the club and they keep describing inside of the club to me and asking me to draw it and I'm not <laughs> able to draw it yeah. but I'm drawing what you said you said yeah. four walls you yeah. said green, one was green. You yeah. said chandelier. I'm drawing it, but then you're telling me, no, nah, this isn't it. And then you're not able to tell me exactly what I've drawn wrong. Or mm. So we just keep doing this back and forth dance on on, on on this club, basically. And obviously I can't go into the club because going to the club, I have to go back to uni and become a lawyer. Like, <laughs> that's the only way I can get into this club. <laughs> <laughs> which oh is proving incredibly difficult so yeah that's like my biggest hang up alhamdulillah and obviously the central line like getting into work is killing me <laughs> the transportation no ever said they missed the commute I don't care no one misses a commute nobody unless you've got like seaside and you're looking outside your train window like no one misses a commute no one misses like, waking up early trekking to the station regardless of how close that station is to you or not yeah like People always, it's like when you talk about transport or TFL, like it's a proper London problem. It's a proper first world problem. But I guarantee anybody that moves to London in 10 minutes, you'll be done. 
it's 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 something you have to experience to realize that it's yeah. it's a new type of suffering. It, you know, and your appreciation for it dies quickly. Quickly, it doesn't last. It's not an experience that you're like, at least this. Someone was doing, oh, um, I'm going to take a bus into like this inner city in some remote place. And I think he said it took him like four hours and cost him like 20 pounds or something. You know, those once every three hour buses, like trying, like it was a very underserviced area. They didn't, the buses were looking like tour buses. Like it wasn't even regular looking buses. So I could already see that this is an, an area for bus, yeah. like just drive. So that was his like thing, like little video. And I just thought, but no one's mad that the service is poor here because this is an area that they facilitated driving. So there's a realistic alternative option for people. London, you've locked off driving. Cycle lanes are half, do you know what I mean? Like, even though they're there, we're not cycling because we're not mad. Like, (laughs) and then buses are just... And then you don't clean the road, so it's not even like I can walk. It's mm. dirty, like it's not. Yeah, it can be very unpleasant. And I think about where I work, and when I tell you there's a specific area that I pass and the smell of sewage. Just oh, like, God. Bro, it just yeah. throws up. Wind just throws it up every time. And I'm always throwing, I'm always caught off guard. I'm like, I was just walking mind my business, and now I'm dealing with the stench. Yeah. Like it can be like that rough. And like, all these many, many roads and all these many, many roads that you're crossing, all these cars coming from each and every way and just constant. And it's like, oh, man. It's a, it can be a real mental struggle to just kind of, to just get through the journey into work and then the journey back. It is a mental battle. And this battle, I have not had headphones these last weeks. I'm like, how do I keep doing this to myself? How am I living? I will go like, back listen, home. Listen. I will go back. I would, because I remember when I worked in retail, I actually went to HMV in the middle of, like, my lunch to go get headphones because I wasn't making the journey home without headphones. Like, I, <laughs> I, I just cannot imagine. It's not even like you interact. You suddenly have to become aware of the people around you because there's nothing else for you to do. So now you're, you're looking around. <laughs> you're hearing squeaks. You're smelling. I can't have all my senses activated for this no. journey. Some, yeah. On the way back this morning, when I um finally got the notice that I was going back up, I should have just checked my phone to be honest. And I'm I'm so praying, I'm praying that tomorrow's work from home as well. But we'll see. Mm. Um, a what's it called? A rubbish van or whatever they're called, rubbish truck. What's yeah. it called? Yeah. yeah, rubbish truck. It drove past, and the whiff it left behind. Yeah. I was breathing. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> holding my breath. <laughs> And then quick, it yep. did not. I just thought to myself, I need more because there's sewage, like you said. You're yeah. smelling the sewage. You're suffering from, you know, the leaves on the floor that aren't being picked. I was. I literally walked in the middle of the road on the way back because I just thought, you know what, it's me in the cars. It's it's gonna be me in the cars. This is car season. Walking the sewage, and then the last thing was the rubbish truck, and I couldn't even be mad because you're serving a person. But I started to think to myself, is there perfume? Like I, I was there for a business. I thought, is there a perfume they can hang on this truck that diffuses the smell? Is this a business opportunity? Because Ooh. to walk behind that truck, yeah. and the truck had gone. It's not even like it stayed, but it just wow. left the whiff on the yeah. road. Yeah, and it's hot. And it's dealing with. Horrors, and it was Binday in my area as well. And when I tell you the truck was opposite me, 
oh. the other side of the road and it still hit me in the face. It's you. It's a struggle. You don't and even want to breathe with your mouth because you can feel like you're yeah. tasting it. So you're just there. <laughs> Listen, I was like, you know, you're holding your breath for like short periods, like, <gasps> release. <laughs> like, it was <laughs> the it struggle. Was, it was, was experience. So and it just makes me appreciate like perfume even more when I get home. I'm like, just going to douse myself in the sweetest smelling things. Like, like candles. Like there candles. must be Febreze for this. I swear. Like, there has to be. There, there has to be. And if, and if you, like, if you, like, execute that idea, you are literally sitting <laughs> Will they buy it? <laughs> Will they buy it? Oh, gosh. When they do self... The one I want to do is self-picking leaves. Like, oh. just don't land on the floor, float, and disintegrate. <laughs> because it's the leaves on the floor that pisses me off. Mm-hmm. When the floor is wet and there's leaves, autumn leaves on the floor, it's just, I know it's part of like the life cycle and everything, but it's just yeah. that squelch. <laughs> when you're walking, oh, yeah. it just makes me itch. I feel like leaves on the floor are best in autumn when it's not wet and it's crunchy. And it just kind of reminds you of childhood. No. Because okay. I, it's, it was either snow or leaves. But I jumped in and there was dog shit at the bottom. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) So since then, this is why I walk in the middle of the road. Because I don't do this game with them no more. I can't remember what it was because I was was young. This was like secondary school times. I just walked home pissed. (laughs) So since then, I do not dive this is this is just jumping in, by the way, but yeah. I don't jump into unidentified objects. If I cannot see the floor, like the concrete, yeah. I'm not walking there. I'm walking on the rope. <laughs> not That's doing this. Enough. I don't do snow. None of that. It's nuts. I've had too many surprises in this country. And it's like people do it, like they bury their stuff on purpose. Oh, no. So no. no. They're lazy. And it's like, you know, you have all these pets and stuff, but you don't maintain them when you're outside. Very irritating. Very irritating. But yeah, let's dive into... Was there anything... Oh, man. You didn't listen to the voice notes, so I can't get your commentary, but I really want to hear your commentary on the voice notes before we dive into the... um... Mm -hmm. Was it the one that you sent today? No, no, no. The one today was just basic. Work told me to go home, and I'm at the bus stop. Oh. (laughs) That's just basic. Oh, and that was because I got to um, my what's it called station and it was like this line is suspended from from the next stop all the way all the way to the end basically and so i like a moment because i was confused i said to the guy i was like so does this mean it's not stopping up like my stop basically and he was like yes (laughs) as i just looked at him i I read it and then i looked at him and i was just like are you for real And I know that is basically the crack of dawn for you. Truly. Like, well, I like was 6.45. I bathed. I had my dress out from the night before. Oh. I packed my bag and everything. So that's why I didn't check my phone. I just got up, didn't even mm. eat nothing, chopped my oranges, packed them in the bag, put my clothes on, ran up yeah. the house. I, I literally power walked to the bus stop, got the first bus, ran for that bus too. Got to the Ooh. station, man said, this isn't. So I walked out of the station and I was about to message them like, okay, I'm going to have to take the bus. 
but I'm going to yeah. be a little bit late. And this is yeah. eight, so I'd have taken the bus and I'd have mm. probably arrived on time. But I wanted them to, yeah. I, want, I wanted to tell them I'm going to be late. I, I opened that message and at 6.50, so basically as soon as I woke up, oh. he had messaged me to tell me he's not going to be in today. Wow. So all of that wahala <laughs> that I did, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. It's so real. then I had to run back home to make mm-hmm. it for my 8.30 a.m. Oh. meeting. Yeah. And then I would have had a 9.45 meeting. And in my 8.30 a.m. Mm. meeting, they were like, oh. can we cancel the 9.45 meeting? So I was just like, so I had no reason to rush <laughs> to work at all. <laughs> because if oh, there's no man. meeting immediately after the 8.30 meeting, yeah. then I could have just gone to work for 10 a.m. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, it's like... All that, all that part of your journey being cancelled, it was just a work from home day. It was a work from home day, and now I'm begging that tomorrow is the same. Mm, no. Because no. I can't. Um, so I'm just trying to join us for the problem. Oh, wow. Must be juicy. As in, but I'm <laughs> not sure if we should wait, because mm. she said, ooh, this is interesting, let me see if I log in. She's given her commentary, but she also says she's got internet problems, so we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Um, do you want to read it, Halima? Yeah, sure. Hmm. All So, I love my Gia. I love her more than I have any exes. I know if I'm if I ever if I'm ever gonna be married, she is my best choice. We've been dating for almost a year now, so I think I have a pretty good idea of who she is. Well, something has been bothering me. The English in this, by the way, is very rough. <laughs> um, she is way too subservient to me. She'd do anything I say. My wishes are always above hers, no matter what, and she does it out of love. You might be thinking, why are you complaining? Sounds amazing. But I don't like it. It makes me feel like an asshole because of how anything I want goes, but her wants are ignored. And I try. We've had fights about me wanting her to just tell me what she wants for once. What she wants for once. And she's always like, no, what I want is what you want. I'll do whatever you want to do, and I'll be happy. I swear. I tried testing how far she'll go. I might be an asshole for this, but I just wanted to see. I remembered her telling me during our first date how she hates shrimp because of the way they look. It disgusts her and makes her sick. So two weeks ago, I asked for her to go eat shrimp. I told her, I love shrimp. Let's go to the fish market and get some shrimp and cook it at home. It'll be fun and we can cook together. I expected some kind of resistance, but nope. With the biggest smile ever, she gave me an excited yes. We went to the fish market. She seemed mostly fine, but she was re- really barely talking. We bought some snacks, but she never ate anything. Got a fresh shrimp with the head and little feet attached still. Yep, and went home. At this point, I actually forgot she had a problem with shrimp because she looked fine. I tell her to unpack and empty the shrimp in a, into a bucket while I use the bathroom. When I come back, I see everything prepared. Cutting board, knives, and stove all prepared, but the shrimp was still in the bag. I tell her why didn't she take it out, and then she turned around, and I noticed how much she was shaking and had tears in her eyes. I can't do it. She, I, I can't do it. I tried. She cried. I am so sorry. Please don't hate me. Well, then it hit me how much of an asshole I was for that. Don't worry, I made it up for her. We went on a three-day vacation. The point is, she did something that made her cry for me without any resistance. She always tells me not to hate her. I won't ever hate her for something so dumb. I do keep telling her that. I won't hate you for shrimps or for not knowing how to play this video game or forgetting to wake me up. Sorry if this was long. 
this is the first time I ever put my feelings into words. I apologize if this was erratic or unfortunate. So, um, well, first thing, these sound, they both sound quite long, first thing that comes to mind. And secondly, mm. I don't know, it's a case of she went through something in childhood, she wasn't a fan, so now she has zero boundaries. And the, the fantasy of a man having every wish and desire being appealed to and, and a yes woman it is, a, is a fantasy because the reality of it is is that you have no it's not will of your own mm. it's not practical it, it's not realistic it doesn't make sense and she I just kept thinking oh she really needs therapy you know it's really yeah like, when she got to please don't hate me I'm like who hurt you like yeah. genuinely like who hurt you like she's been hurt she has been let down by probably a caretaker whether it be parents or otherwise and it's now led to just the extreme end of people pleasing tendencies because you know people can have these people pleasing tendencies but when it's to the point that something that is harmful to you or something that upsets you you would just like swallow that pain and try and just mm. push forward it's like yeah you really need to address this in therapy you do yeah. i'm gonna read sada's comments so sada starts mm. off saying wow this is a man that's not dot 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 trash like dot 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 he cares <laughs> and is aware. Goes to show when men are being a-holes, they know exactly what they're on. Um, she also then goes on to say, wait, he deliberately tested her? I skimmed past this. I like him less now. I just got the forgot bit. Oh, okay. She just understood that he forgot that he didn't do it fully on purpose. Um, so I'm assuming he didn't plan to go that that far. Also, mm. does the three-day vacay make up when you deliberately put her in agony? Yes, it's giving that she's been hurt and believes her value comes in pleasing others in spite of self. Yes, it's giving mm-hmm. people pleaser. And mm. it's likely that she's doing this to not just him. And how she defaulted to, do you don't hate me, does give trauma as well. I 100% mm. agree. Um, I also feel like he's a good guy. I don't hate him. I feel like... He was testing the, because he wasn't understanding. Yeah. He highly probably didn't even see that it was something traumatic or something that she needed help with. He just thought there's something off about this woman and I don't understand. So like yeah. you said, how they're young, I think he, they, but then he's kind of vacated. So I don't know how young he is. I, I think he's sheltered. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely that. It could be that he's sheltered. And I also feel like, I feel like he's a good guy, but they're a mismatch. I, yeah. in, because he's uncomfortable with the behavior and he's going to yeah. remain uncomfortable. And it also feels like he doesn't have the emotional intelligence to navigate her. Yeah. And she doesn't want to shake up the balance. Like if you're in a place where you're pretty much waking him up and you're trying to play the games he's playing, it's because you're desperate to hold on to him and you don't want to shake the balance. But yeah. there is no balance and he's already shaking it by feeling like something's off. And he doesn't have the capacity. He can't see the indications that there's something off with you without taking it to the internet. So I feel like they will likely either break up or... Like, I don't know. I just... I feel like they both need to go therapy. <laughs> they, yeah. they both need therapy. I feel like you can deal... I don't think it takes someone that has trauma to deal with someone that has trauma. But I feel like it takes someone that has an, a certain level of empathy and understanding. And I just don't see that with him. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So though he sounds like a nice guy, I feel like this relationship might be a bit too much for him. And yeah. Out of his depth. 
Yeah, that's the word. He's out of his depth. Like rather than oh let's go therapy or let's talk about your childhood, it was hey let's test how far she'll go for me. It was a very right. mature way of kind of. And imagine, imagine he, he, you know, those people that get those random kinks. Like, imagine he liked Mm -hmm. it Mm. or something, or he got a high off it. Yeah. Yeah. And those things happen. Right? Like, what would you do then? Keep on testing how far she'll go next time for your next, like, high. This is why I said, hang on. Why did you say hang on, Sada? But yeah, no, I do think, I think this is a sad one because it's just one of those ones where you've just touched the tip of the surface. Yeah. And you're just left wondering what happened to that poor girl that has her like this. (sighs) And they should have a sit down and she should confess as well, if she feels comfortable to confess um, what happened because he needs to understand. But yeah, that's my thing. Anything you want to say, Sada? Now there's opportunity to manipulate her and now he's aware he can push her. Exactly. I, I agree with that, but I also think that the fact that he felt bad is hopefully yeah, a sign. Yeah, it's indica- that, you know, indication. It, like, it's an indication that he does genuinely care for her. And, you know, him doing the... he was just It was just an immature understanding. And so he's seen that it hurt her and he seems to be someone that cares for her. It's not kind of like, oh, I've done this, now let me keep going. But the comparison to the exes in the beginning, though, I love her more than any of my exes. Can't you just yeah. say I like her. It was a bit unnecessary. Mm, like it was just, it was it was irrelevant. It didn't add anything. No, <laughs> it's giving young, but at the same time, yeah, pretty much, pretty much like young love, and not like all the other ones. Have, all the other girls I've dated before, and I'm like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, cute. yeah, she's not like everyone else. It is, it is, it is giving a bit of misogyny. <laughs> bit of. <laughs> Yeah, you know, she's not like the other gals. She does all of these things for me and it's so amazing. It's just that she does a bit too much. And I wouldn't mind a bit of resistance every now and then. Mm. It's like men will always say this is the perfect woman and then you give them the perfect woman and then suddenly they're upset. Absolutely. Suddenly they want you to be Laquisha. Well, I shouldn't actually, that's wrong. <laughs> Let me not say <laughs> Let me not say that. Let me not say that because that is wrong. I was thinking of like Friday and like... Mm. Like old school nineties movies yeah. in my head, and I was thinking of um, what is the show where? Oh, now everyone's names out of my head. It's not mm-hmm. the one where they're on the plane, and then he makes his wife drive to the holiday home, and then he takes his side piece on the plane oh. with Janet Jackson. Is it why did I get married? Yes. Because I was going to say it. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. How you have a woman that's perfect. Yes. And then you wow. go find... Someone. Just... Every because time you're, you're You know, that's always stemmed in insecurity. Because you claim you're the perfect woman. You're never the perfect man. You're never reaching the standards that, you know, are deemed to be societally, like, making a man mm. top tier. But you want a woman that's top tier and you are, like, mid at best. Oh. And you are threatened to your core. So you're like, all right, time for sabotage. Time to get someone like, you know, quote unquote, below my level so I can feel like I'm top tier. Top tier. Time to get a trophy. Um, Sada says he should confront her about the pattern of people pleasing and then they have the chance to move forward. He doesn't necessarily have to be young. He's a man after all. I disagree about confronting her about the pattern of people pleasing because he just doesn't have the emotional chops to do so, in my opinion. But I do think they should have an open conversation. Um, and then move forward. Um, anything you want to add, Sada, before we wrap up this conversation? 
Can you type fast enough? Nope. <laughs> I don't know why that note was funny. Yeah. But yeah, this has been Mintuk Pod. Have a lovely day. Bye, guys. Bye. Mm-hmm.